0: Welcome to each and every one of you who have called in or connected through your computer to this question-and-answer part four that I'm offering uh, to my listeners this week. I have to confess that when I launched this question-and-answer series, I thought I might have one or two programs, but we had so many questions that were submitted that I could only get through a partial part of those just with one particular program. So this is the fourth in a series of uh, times when I basically read your question, and after having thought about it and done some research uh, and done a little meditation on a few of them, uh, I provide my response. Parkinson's Recovery is dedicated to providing information, support, and resources to individuals who currently experience the symptoms of Parkinson's disease. My name is Robert Rogers, and I am the host of Parkinson's Recovery Radio and the founder of Parkinson's Recovery in 2004. I provide, through Parkinson's Recovery, a series of supports, uh to provide what you need in order to be able to find a clear direction as you travel down the road to recovery. So we have lots of books that I've created since two thousand and four that published and are that are available. We have a membership program I'm launching a Jump Start to Recovery course on August the 1st for eight consecutive live sessions. I just released the update of 2017 update of Road to Recovery from Parkinson's Disease. We have a blog with eight years of posts and, of course, the radio show that has 227 or eight different live replays that are available of individuals who I have interviewed over the last years who really have something to say about what can help people who currently experience the symptoms of Parkinson's disease. First question I just actually picked up was from Ken. Does the Kindle version of your new book, which is, again, the 2017 update to Road? to recovery from Parkinson's disease, have the clickable links, just like the other download, the PDF, and the answer, Ken, is yes. And I might just add that I think that's one of the significant advantages of my new update. Of course, there are many books uh, that have helpful and useful information, making one recommendation or another over what people can do to reverse whatever symptoms they might currently be experiencing. But I think if you're like me, these days I've begun to really suspect anything that I hear or see. I don't know what it is. But uh, I really thought that a lot of the information available 25, 30 years ago seemed to be credible for the most part. There was some scamming out there. But uh, generally, if you saw something or heard something, whether it was on the news or the newspaper or wherever, uh, I think you could probably figure, well, it looks like that's probably true. But today it seems like there's a lot of false news, a lot of false advertising, a lot of false pitches so I'm really to the point, I don't know about you, uh, where I don't know really what to believe. I <laughs> just have to confess. Uh, I I decided that as a researcher, what I could offer to the world is to interview all the experts. And when I say all the experts, I mean everyone, regardless of their background or qualifications or degree status or positions, who has something to say about what is helping individuals reverse the symptoms of Parkinson's disease, and of course, the emphasis of my research has been on all sorts of natural options that people can pursue. Now, for those of you who are listening for the first time, I just need to make a little qualification. You'll hear many people as I'm doing my programs or my classes call me doctor, and I am a doctor. I'm a PhD. I've been a tenured university professor for 20 years at large universities, but I'm not a medical doctor. So uh, beware, anything I might say that would be obviously a result of the research that I've done, be sure to check with your medical doctor. They're the experts when it comes to supplements and medications and the kind of steps that you really need to take. Now, given my really own frustration with what to believe and what not to believe, what I did was in the update to Road to Recovery, I've created in that book links to uh credible websites when i'm talking about a particular subject so if you want to know about uh, about it you can go to the formidable website on that particular topic whether uh, it's uh, alexander technique or bowen therapy or cranial cycle whatever it is i found a website that i think really has great credibility but better yet when i make a recommendation on something that you might want to consider doing something that i learn from either reading the research or from the many interviews that i've done with these experts across the globe I provide a link in the book to this interview. So what you can do is you can say to yourself, well, that's an interesting idea. I've heard about that. I wonder if that's something I ought to jump on. What you can do is if you have the Kindle version or the download, you can simply click on the link. That takes you to the replay of the radio show interview that I did. So it will be some expert of some qualifications. Uh, It could be a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a Bowen practitioner, a healer of one type or another, a medical doctor, a naturopath, you name it. I've really uh, interviewed pretty much everyone out there uh, with every imaginable qualification. And you can listen to the questions that I ask and the answers that they give. And then, of course, in each of these interviews, what you also get are email addresses of the experts or their website addresses or phone numbers to call. Some people even that I've interviewed said, call me, I'll be happy to talk with you. So you've got just resources that are really off the charts when it comes to a book. And I really felt like, okay, this is my impression of what this person said. This is where I'm coming out with this particular idea or proposal for what you can do to reverse your symptoms, well, check it out for yourself. Here's the person I learned it from. And, of course, they were on the show because I did a little vetting on them, and I thought, wow, this person really has something to say. There's another advantage of the download to the book and the PDF that makes it easy to click into all of these wonderful resources, and that is that I have had on the radio show now 70 different individuals, who have been diagnosed with parkinson's disease who tell their stories about what they did to actually recover now all the studies are are all those stories are very different but they're fascinating and so i know some of you listening are probably discouraged you're thinking well this nobody's really been very successful and you know there's no real great formula for what i can do to get well well it, it is true there's no great formula there's no one program that will work but just listening to the stories of these amazing pioneers of recovery gives you wonderful insights into the fact that, yes, it's possible to get well. And second, boy, these folks really have figured out lots of interesting ways to either suppress their symptoms naturally or find ways to heal from the inside out. So one of the big advantages of the book is I, I say a little bit about each guest in the book and then a link to that particular radio show. Now, I just talked because Ken asked me the question about the clickable, which makes it easy. If you're on an iPhone, you don't have to do any extra checking or searching. But I know many of you like the paperback books. And so if you get the paperback version of Road to Recovery, then what I've done is I'll say, all right, this information is really embellished and explained and expounded on. In the interview that I conducted with, and that would be with Doctor Whoever, or with, with whatever the person's name is, and, and why it was I was interviewing them, and I give you the date of that particular radio show interview. I give you the date because once you go on to the radio show page, you can you can click back, you can find the date, and then you can listen to that specific show. Now there are ten or eleven pages of radio show listings, 10 or 11 pages, and each page on the radio show website has about 20 or 22 different listings. It depends on how much verbiage we have connected with each one. So you do have to do just a little bit of searching if you've got the paperback book, but it's not that difficult, especially when you bookmark the radio show page. Now, for those of you that are Parkinson's Recovery members, we've got all of those shows up on the member website and they are all categorized by topic and so they're a little easier to find if you happen to be a member but i just wanted to say in conclusion that for the update to road to recovery it's much more than just a print book it's really a resource that really allows you to connect in with all of the wonderful information websites and support services and interviews with these amazing individuals who has something to say about what you can do to heal. And I also want to say as a side note, uh, we through, I should say I personally, subsidize the radio show page. I mean, all those replays are free. You don't pay anything to be able to access those at the tune of about $3,000 a year. And I would really appreciate it if more of you would begin to listen to more shows. I've had a number of individuals, listeners, who will email me and they will say, well, I just found out about these shows and I've been listening to these shows every day now and it's transformed my life. I'm telling you, for each show, when I get done with the show, uh, I ask, and again, remember there, there are 230 different shows, I asked myself, was there some some information? Was there some insight? Was there some perspective that was conveyed that can be helpful? And the answer is yes. I, I really haven't interviewed anybody in any show, no matter who it was or what the topic was. When I got done, I thought to myself, boy, I can think of several dynamite ideas that they suggested that you can seize on. So I just want to suggest uh, you can obviously... Uh, access the radio show by clicking on the links when you're really interested in a specific topic. But you can also be pretty random and you've got some, I have really interviewed some fascinating individuals who have some new technologies, new inventions. Um, in most parts, uh, in most cases I have to say I've, I've actually interviewed the founder of some of these in new technologies. I also want to, uh, toot my horn a little bit. Sometimes I'll see uh, somebody who will write a little email, and they'll say, well, I just heard about it, and they'll say what the therapy is. Uh, Do you know anything about it? Well, I just want to say I think I catch most of this stuff early on. I'm sort of the person who announces it to the globe, to the universe. And so, of course, my always answer is, well, yeah, yeah, we had an interview with the founder of that back six years ago. So uh, I think you'll find The quality of the interviews is really staggering, and I hope more of you will begin to spend a little time every day just listening to some of the radio shows. Now, I want to go through the remaining questions that were submitted, and I have not had an opportunity to actually respond to. Now, this question has a number of different parts, and it comes from Troy. Hello. My wife has had Parkinson's disease since 2003. We began with cinnamon Maripax now carbo levo dopamine, and param per, uh, ma, There are times when the medications do nothing. We do not like drugs; they are toxic and cause problems. I am looking in to many possibilities, and then um uh, Troy, you go on to say that the doctor recommended another medication uh and that You tried that, but it had some horrible side effects, and you're not going to use that anymore. And then you say, I am giving uh, my wife amino acids. I still take, uh, or she still takes Parkinson's medications, uh, but we do not know how to wean off of the medications and the side effects that they are causing. So let me stop there, Troy. Troy. Uh, You basically, as I understand it, are saying, you've really gone, as I say, whole hog, if you're a farmer, into exploring what the medications, the prescription medications, might do for your wife, and you've been disappointed. Uh, But she's still taking those medications, and what you're wondering about is, well, what would be the appropriate procedure for reducing the dosage, if not eliminating those medications whatsoever? So the first recommendation that I would make, given the many interviews that I have done, is, well, don't just stop taking those medications. Uh, Boy, I must have had phone calls from at least seven or eight individuals over the years who said, well, I didn't know any better, but I decided uh, I didn't want to do the medications anymore. So I just stopped. I went cold turkey. I said, enough is enough. And the next day, I was in the intensive care of the hospital. Uh, So the fact is that the body gets acclimated to these medications. Uh, You can use the word addicted if you want. And so when you begin to withdraw off of them, the body really begins to get confused, and it literally rebels just as if there were a war. So cold turkey, not a good idea. You can, and many people have succeeded with um, gradually reducing the dose little by little every week. And it's great to get somebody to help you actually do that. There are compounding pharmacists that you can employ uh, who will work with you to evaluate the medications that you are taking. Sometimes the compounding pharmacist will make a uh, recommendation for a companion medication that may not have as many side effects or perhaps even a supplement. They work closely with your doctor in the recommendations that they make. And so one possibility for you is to search out for a compounding pharmacist that you might be able to bring on board your wife's medical team. Now, a person I have interviewed on the radio show who provides just that kind of wonderful service is Natural Pharmacist. Ross Pelton and he was on the radio show several times but the most recently about three or four months ago it's a wonderful interview and so one option for you Troy and your wife would be you could listen to that radio show Uh, he discusses in that show a uh, natural supplement for glutathione and uh, and just see if you're called out to perhaps uh, bringing him on board your medical team he could really provide the support that you might need now, there are a few medical doctors uh, who actually have a very different approach. Um, they do ask people to go cold turkey on their medicines, but they provide all sorts of supplements. Um, so they have sort of like a powder. There's a medical doctor in New York City, UNESCO is his name, and uh, he has a whole protocol for facilitating a reduction of reliance on the prescription medications, but you're still taking a lot of uh, basically um herbs and mucuna and some other kinds of natural substances so it's still medications it's just just not a prescription medication but certainly i i think uh, the the challenge with weaning off medications is you really need to have some support and some assistance now there are a few compounding pharmacists who have a really clever approach What they'll do is if you decide you'd like to be able to wean off of uh, a medication, let's say that it might be Meropex or whichever one that you and your doctor and uh, your compounding pharmacist decide would be advisable to begin to to wean off of, what compounding pharmacists can do is they can uh, make up a little concoction of the medication, but they don't give you the full dose. So instead of having 100% of the pill, they'll give you 90% for a couple of weeks. And if that creates no terrible problems, they'll reduce that down to 80%. No problems, they'll reduce it down to 70%. And you don't even know what they're doing. Uh, they just give you the medicines and you be, you know, you continue to take them. It's really probably better you don't even know what it is. Sometimes they can reduce it down much quicker. They'll just talk with you and work with you to see what would be the, uh, the best approach. So there's several ways to wean off the medications. Um, but again, I'm kind of suggesting I think it really helps to get some professionals involved who can really monitor that with you very, very closely. Since doing amino acids, she is doing much better. Well, that's great. That's wonderful to hear. Do they do Bowen on Tuesdays? And uh, also, what you say, Troy is I do not know anything about aqua hydration formulas. I'm trying to learn. That's a a recommendation that uh, John Coleman, who is now a naturopath doctor in Australia, makes to everyone that he consults with. Now, he's a doctor who has many patients with Parkinson's, but John's story is that in the mid-'90s, he also himself had a very advanced set of symptoms and had been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease by several neurologists and medical doctors. And John, I think uh to to my knowledge, and again, I'm sort of the expert on people who succeeded in reversing their symptoms. He's, to my knowledge, the first person who was totally successful, so he worked for two or three uh four years, it was about three and a half, I think he said in the interviews I've done with him in totally uh, reversing all of his symptoms and John, um uh, he's quite an amazing individual. He tried all sorts of things, I have to say, I mean, he was an experimenter. And over that three and a half year period of time, he just decided he was going to engage in every possible therapy that might provide the relief. Uh, he never pursued the medications. Uh, he decided he was going to, you know, try some of these natural methods. So he found a number of things were extremely useful, and he documents those in a, a book that he wrote that's been very popular. Stop, parkin, and start living. One of John's recommendations that's really set the Parkinson's community on fire is he found that taking this homeopathic remedy called the aquas or aqua hydration formula wound up really being a huge benefit to helping him reverse his symptoms now it's not the kind of thing where you take this and bingo you're done john was doing all sorts of other companion therapies at the same time he was doing lots of meditations he was releasing his trauma he was getting some body work in the form of bowen therapy he was uh... really had a full program that allowed him to release uh, everything that was creating the symptoms that he experienced. And he had had a lot of trauma when he was uh, an early age. And so aquas are what John recommends to all of his uh, clients. Um, I've used those myself, as my wife has, and we find that it really is the real deal. It was developed by a couple of researchers in Australia, Leone Hibbert and uh, Dr. Jaroslav Bublik. And they both uh, together uh, collaborated, and they really formulated quite an amazing homeopathic remedy. So it's an AM, a morning bottle, and a PM bottle for men, and also the same for women. So they're different bottles. So they found that there's a different uh, response, uh, depending on whether a person has that male energy or that female energy. And so it's uh, homeopathic in the sense that you just take uh, and a glass of water with a little apple juice, preferably. Uh, you start with a drop, and uh, you do the morning bottle, one drop first thing in the morning, and then in the evening you take the p.m. drop. Uh, and uh, see how you feel for three or four days. Uh, if you're feeling pretty horrible, meaning if you're having uh, some headaches, some slight aching, uh, if you feel like you have the flu, well, you're detoxing. So the hydration is working, but uh, John recommends in his book, well, well, you don't want to detox too quickly. That's exactly what the aquas are formulated to accomplish, better hydration in the body. So what he recommends is, well, even if one drop is too much, you can dilute the one drop Many people, one drop is okay, and they can increase to two drops and then see how that goes and then increase to three drops. And so there some wonderful um, insights about aquas on the website that we've created to let people know what they're all about, and that website is aquasforlife.com. So that's A-Q-U-A-S, the number four, the word life, L-I-F-E dot C-O-M. And then, Troy, you continue. I got your name from Delia and Rich, who who live near, and you uh, know their family. Well, wonderful. Thanks to Delia and Rich for spreading the word. We have gone through hell. We go to Parkinson's group meetings, and uh, everyone seems to have different symptoms. So, Troy, I want to stop right there, and I just want you to ask your question and, and also invite your wife to ask the question of herself. Are the meetings useful? After you finish uh, the meeting and as you're walking home or driving home, are you feeling better? Are you energized? Are you happy? Do you feel as though it provided you with the support that you need? Or after going to the meeting, are you depressed? Are you angry? Are you upset? Are you confused? Uh, Do you feel as though everything is hopeless, that there's no way that you'll be able to heal? Well. If that's the response, I'd like to suggest, do you really want to continue going to those support group meetings? Is it depressing or is it uplifting? And if it's uplifting, well, continue. That's the healing that you need. But if you find that, no, it's really not that helpful, well, there's another option I want you to know about. We do have a Parkinson's recovery support group that meets every month, the last Monday of every month. And these are folks that tell their stories of what they're doing to reverse their symptoms, what they're doing to get well. It's really uh, an exciting opportunity for all of us, including myself, to hear what people are doing. So it's as if we are all collecting together in the same room physically, but of course that's not the case. We are connecting through the new technologies of this century. So we're through our phones, through our computers, and I connect with each individual just as if we were in a room together together. Uh, some people call in from Australia, from Great Britain, from India, you name it, and, of course, many people from Canada, the U.S., and, and other states as well, and other countries as well. Uh, and we basically – the whole purpose is for me first to talk about what are the new discoveries, and then everybody talks about here's what I found really helped – And so it's energizing. When we get done with the meetings, the whole goal is that somebody has a takeaway. They have an idea, something that they can meditate over and perhaps even take action on. So there is another support group, a meeting opportunity for you if you'd like to be able to take advantage of it. And it's just through the Parkinson's Recovery membership, which has many, many other support services that are available. That's only one of them. And information about the membership uh, is available on the main website, parkinsonsrecovery.com. So you'll see lots of scoop about everything that we do there. I spend a lot of time updating that every single day. So you get new information, every single day on the 12 websites that we have to provide support for individuals. And then the actual cost involved is really just enough to support the technology, so it's only $10 a month. So it costs very little, but you get a big bang for your buck, as they say. Now you also say, when my wife is bad, in other words, feeling pretty horrible, she does not want to be seen. We have missed seeing our grandson on leave from the Army, and it is no fun. I want to suggest that one of the best things that you and your wife can do is, because that's something obviously was something you'd really love to do, is see if you can't reevaluate that decision so you can connect with him. Our children, whether they are 2 years old or 28 years old, are our healers. And so being around them is a way that we can find healing from the inside. And second of all, uh, why be so ashamed of the symptoms? So I would just ask your wife to meditate on, well, what is that really about? After all, there are lots of people out there in the world that have medical challenges, that have handicaps, uh, that are sick, some of them very seriously. And so what is it about what she's experiencing that is so embarrassing? It may be because she has embraced and bought in to the idea that now she has a diagnosis called Parkinson's disease that she's going to degenerate. She's going to get worse and worse. So, Troy, I just want you to say the whole purpose, the mission of Parkinson's recovery is to provide evidence so that you know that's not true. There are people who find all sorts of ways to reverse their symptoms. So she just might want to reevaluate her own thinking about what she's experiencing. It's not true. Parkinson's is anything but degenerative. And when you begin to listen to the many stories that I have basically documented on the radio show of people who have been successful with reversing their symptoms, you will soon realize, oh, my goodness, it's, it's not true. Of course, there are lots of ways that we can actually reverse the symptoms, lots of methods depending on the cause. I also want to suggest that one little recommendation, because that's kind of what you asked for, Troy. Well, what might we consider? You don't mention anything here about exercise. Well, your wife is taking lots of medicines. Chances are, uh, exercise is going to be really, really important for several reasons. One of them is it does forge and create new neural networks. But, second of all, When you're taking lots of medicines, uh, there's a toxic residue, not just to medicines but to supplements and food and everything else. But the fact is that my guess, her lymph is probably getting pretty clogged, uh, pretty thick. Uh, And so in order to be able to move the lymph, that's that's the little system in our body that basically collects all the toxins. If it gets uh, thick, if it gets murky, that means that, it's going to just be stuck in the body, and that creates all kinds of discomfort and all kinds of illness and symptoms. Now, the only way to move the lymph out of the body and in basically is to exercise. You've got to move your body. And on the uh, one of the Parkinson's Recovery member websites, I, I have a little short exercise that I invite everybody does. The research, get this, has shown that if people exercise Only two minutes every day, I'll say it again, two minutes, by raising their arms up and down, up and down. For two minutes, there is a significant improvement on how they feel. So one of the recommendations would be, well, whatever movement she can do and you can do together, do it. And if you need some suggestions, then you'll find those on the exercise website of our Parkinson's Recovery membership. Now, finally, I do have a last uh, couple of suggestions for you, and it looks like you're putting lots of stuff into her body with medicines and amino acids and all sorts of other things. Some of it's helping, some of it's not. One of the secrets that I've mentioned in several of these question and answer sessions uh, of my book, Seven Secrets to uh, Healing, actually it's the first and I think the most important secret is, well, before you begin to pour a lot of medicines or supplements into your body, I think it really is smart to take a pause and get the bad stuff out first. And by bad stuff, I'm talking about toxic substances, heavy metals, pesticides, the residue of all sorts of onerous and toxic substances. It's a toxic world. Everybody has toxins. Persons with neurological challenges tend to be overloaded with toxins. And so the emphasis here... I think, could first be placed on, instead of rushing to find some pill or some medicine that you can take that will uh, help her feel better, you might want to pause, get some consultations with some of these wonderful naturopath doctors or functional medicine doctors. Functional medicine doctors look at the cause. They don't just suppress the symptoms so that you can uh, maybe do some great detoxes and get some of those toxins out of her body before you begin to uh, proceed with any kind of therapies. The best way to figure out therapies, Troy, is to understand what's causing her symptoms, and you don't address any of that in your statement. So I think the first kind of a thing you can do is just to put everything on pause instead of trying to rush for the identification of some supplement that might uh, help her get some relief, is ask the question, well, okay, what's causing this? What, What are we really up against? And when you know the cause, then you can actually find a therapy or a treatment that can address that cause. And by the way, uh, that is the whole structure and the design of the Jump Start to Recovery course, both the online course and also the live course that we're offering for the second time this year that launches August the 1st for eight consecutive live class sessions. And there, my whole purpose with the class participants is to help you identify what the cause is, and then once you have a clear anchor on the cause, then together we figure out therapies that will help address that cause so it's very we very much individualize what we do in that particular course with a very small group now, the final comment that I've got, Troy, because you had a pretty long set of questions here is the following: in the question that you asked. Your emphasis has been on suppressing symptoms for good reason. They've been very problematic for your wife and very upsetting to you. Now, another kind of an emphasis that you can place is to begin to spend some time on figuring out identifying the cause, as I was just suggesting, and healing from the inside out, that is, addressing the cause. And when you do that, then you don't have to spend all of this money and energy and time to suppress the symptoms. Now, when I say, what is the cause of the problem? Of course, it it in part is going to be physical, but oftentimes the cause has to do with emotional issues or trauma. And so if you begin to clear out those issues, it's amazing how much sustained relief that you can benefit from. So, of course, suppressing symptoms is something that we, we all would like to be able to do. It's so troubling to uh, have pain and discomfort and to be not as functional as we were when we were young. But in the end, if you'd like to be able to have a long-term benefit to anything that you do, I think uh, the premium strategy is to heal from the inside out, which means figure out the cause, address the cause, and bingo, the symptoms will gradually, if not quickly, begin to resolve. Next question comes from Noreen. What can you tell us about restless leg syndrome in PD patients? What can we do to stop it? So, in part, restless leg syndrome could be due to some of the medicines. If you look at the side effects of some of the medicines, uh, it's possible that that is actually the causal agent for restless leg syndrome. So you might just take each medicine that you're taking, if you are, and look at those side effects and see if, in fact, that's the case. If it is, you might want to talk with your doctor about adjusting the dose or finding a companion medicine that doesn't have that particular medicine. So that's one, and I want to emphasize one possibility, side effect of the medicines. Now, Another possible therapy that you could consider to suppress the symptoms is sound. Uh, it's amazing what sound can do when it comes to addressing something like restless leg syndrome. Now, Dr. Suzanne Jonas, who I've had on the radio show as a guest several times, has actually developed a sound CD specifically for restless legs. Get that. So if you go on to her website, uh, you'll see she's got a long listing of many, many different uh, CDs. These are all sound therapies, so they're not music per se. They're sound with certain frequencies that will tend to calm the restless leg uh, problem. So her website, Dr. Jonas's website, is musicalmedicine.net. Her last name is Jonas, J-O-N-A-S. Her first name is Suzanne, and she lives and uh, operates out of the state of Tennessee. On her website, I found it a little bit challenging to actually find the listing of restless legs, and so you'll see there's a menu item that says CDs, DVDs, and books, a little menu item at the top of her website. You click on that. And down at the bottom, it says list of all products. You have to click there and then scroll down, and you'll see there's a listing for her restless legs CD. I like her work uh, because it's so inexpensive. Uh, I don't know, remember what she charges for that? Twenty or thirty dollars, but it's it's very inexpensive to sometimes get some nice relief. Whether that'll address the total problem uh, is you know iffy, but it might certainly provide some relief. A second idea that I've got for you, Noreen, is one that I'm really actually kind of excited about. It has to do with grounding, and we know that one of the issues with uh, restless legs is there's basically a a lack of grounding for a person, meaning that we're not connected to the earth. That's why uh, some people find walking with bare feet in the grass really helps them reverse their symptoms significantly. There's a website that I want to give to you, Noreen, to look at a video that's about eight minutes long. It's really, really interesting. And it's a video by a man who was suffering from excruciating pain. And he tried everything. The painkillers didn't work. The opiates uh, flopped. Uh, He was really at his wit's end. And then finally, he, through his research, found, well, maybe just connecting to the earth might provide me with some benefit. So He lives in Alaska, and I guess he's a a person who rescues wild animals. And so he went underneath his house in the snow, and he covered up a little place that didn't have the snow on it. He took off, I guess, most of his clothes and just lie directly on the ground. Now, I wouldn't want to do that myself. I'm too much of a a wimp, but he did. And I guess his story was, to his amazement, uh, his pain all of a sudden went away. And so he really became convinced that grounding was a big part of what everybody needs to do. Now, to watch that movie, you'll need to go to the following website. And it's it's delightful because then he spread the word to his community, and you've got all sorts of people hang, you know, putting up signs saying, I did his therapy and I got healed from whatever. <laughs> so it's really cute. The website address is mygrounded.com movie.com, so my, M-Y, grounded, G-R-O-U-N-D-E-D, movie, M-O-V-I-E dot C-O-M. And they've also got uh, links to other websites to talk about grounding, and uh, there is also Uh, There on the uh, website, if you uh, scroll around a little bit, there's a suggestion of really uh, something very simple you can do. And if I understand the technology, this is really interesting to me. You go to the hardware store, and I guess on the website somewhere they've got the ingredients uh, that you have to purchase at a hardware store. Uh, You get a um, a metal uh, big, big nail wire that's long enough, so you take the nail, you plug it into the ground outside of your apartment or your home, you tie the metal wire to the nail, and then you feed that metal wire uh, into your bedroom, and at the other end of the wire, I'm not sure exactly what you hold on to, whether it's the the bare wire itself or if you put something onto the bare wire, but basically, uh, there's no electricity, uh, there's no current, you're basically connecting to the earth through this connection. And what uh, people have reported is, well, just holding that for a couple hours at night can sometimes provide some enormous relief for some of these kinds of problems that you describe here. So look at the movie. Uh, There also something I noticed that I thought was quite interesting. Uh, They have a mattress that's a grounded mattress. Now I'm not sure exactly how it is made, but I was interested in that myself. Uh, So they've got some little products that are grounding products that you might want to consider as well for your restless legs. And if you uh, decide to pursue any of that, be sure to get back to us and tell us uh, what helped or what didn't help. Now, there's a final kind of a set of questions um, that I want to suggest that you ask, Noreen. So when we have symptoms, there is something that underlies those symptoms. I mean, why is it that you have restless leg syndrome and somebody else doesn't? And so there's usually some sort of an an emotional component to that. And the only person that really will be able to sort through that, of course, is you. But I have a question that you might want to meditate about to see if you can't somehow determine what the underlying emotion is that's driving this symptom. And the question that I thought about that you might want to write down and ask yourself is the following. What are you running away from? Is it a memory? Is it a fear? Is it a person? What is it? And as you meditate on that, uh, you might be able to get some insights on the underlying reason why this particular symptom is in your face, as it clearly is. It's obviously keeping you up at at night all the time, and you're not going to be able to get well unless you begin to get some better sleep. Next question comes from Joe. What is the best way to control excessive shaking? And so this question is about suppressing the symptom rather than figuring out the cause and then addressing the cause. And, again, I want to say, Joe, I really get that. I mean, when when excessive shaking is just driving you crazy, you've got to have some way to settle that before you can even get serious about trying to figure out what the cause is. Well, I've got a rather interesting approach for you that I'd like to suggest you give a trial run with. So what you've done so far, by the nature of the question that you've asked is, you've tried to stop the excessive shaking, which has driven you crazy. Uh, I'm sure you've tried to uh, somehow anchor your body and argue with your body and take medicines and supplements and who knows what you've done, but chances are nothing has really worked. In other words, you haven't been able to control the excessive shaking. The more you try to control it, the worse it gets. So my suggestion that I think you might discover will really work miracles is to reverse your approach instead of trying to suppress it, instead of trying to control it by whatever means. What I want to suggest that you do, Joe, is say to your body, okay, body, give me more. Is this the best you can do? This is the best shaking you can give to me? In other words... Go with the shaking. Don't try to hold it back. Don't try to control it. Don't try to stop it. Allow it to unfold to its maximum extent. Let your body r- 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 rattle, rake, r- rattle and roll, if I could put it that way. Uh, what might be happening is your body is releasing traumas, and the more you allow your body to shake, the more that'll be released, and the more the shaking will be tamed and resolved and eliminated So, the question really is well, what's the reason for this success of shaking I mean people diagnosed with Parkinson's typically this the symptoms will come and go of, of tremors they oftentimes aren't always there so why, why is your shaking just endless well it may be that the body could be releasing stress and trauma and it's a natural healing response. That's how the body releases trauma. So you can perceive the shaking as bad. You can say to your body, you're a bad body. You're not helping me out at all. Or you can switch that uh, uh, thinking, that judgment about your body. And you can say, well, thank you, body. I know you're doing what you need to do. And if you think back on your life, have you been exposed to excessive stress? Has there been trauma in your life? Well, it may be that that's accumulated over many, many years, and it's to the extent to where now your body just says, "Look, we just gotta we just gotta get this out of your body. It's stuck in here, and it can't stay and so your body is trying to release it so so the question for you to meditate on is, well, what is your body trying to shake off? Now, there's another possibility, Joe, that I want to suggest that's one. It may be that you are allergic to something that you are being exposed to over and over and over again. In other words, it could be a food that you keep on eating, and maybe that's a food that you've eaten since you were 10 years old, that you've loved, but it could be that your body is trying to shake that off because it is a toxin. Your body is trying to tell you, could you please not eat that food anymore. So having some assessments of what you're allergic to might be a good strategy. Naturopath doctors are great at being able to help you do just that. It may be that you're being exposed to some electromagnetic pollution. So perhaps you've got a smart meter on your house. Perhaps you have a, a hybrid car and you're being exposed to the battery and your body is just not reacting to that very well. So reducing exposure to the electromagnetic pollution may actually be the primary cause of the shaking. It may be that there are toxic exposures that are the problem. It, it could be that you're getting some clothes that are basically being sent to the dry cleaner. Now, the toxins that are used in most dry cleaning stores are horrendous. If you want to make your symptoms worse, get your clothes dry cleaned, and I'll promise you your symptoms will get much, much worse. Now, it may be that you're using some laundry soap that is toxic, and so basically you're putting on your clothes and your body is saying, God, can't you get this toxin off of me? Do you see? You're putting the clothes on, they're toxic, and your body is giving you a message. Could you please stop using that toxic laundry soap? So these are some suggestions of what might be the cause of the excessive shaking. The one thing that you could start to do right now is to basically say, okay, I'm tired of trying to subdue and suppress you. Just go for it, man. (laughs) I'm tired of uh, trying to suppress you. Maybe you're trying to tell me something. Next set of questions come from Sandy. So do you know anything about Dr. Marty Hines' success with amino acid therapy? So, again, as I was sort of mentioning earlier, yes, I've been following the amino acid therapy here for quite a few years. I did discuss this at a show earlier in the week. Uh, results back from people, like most therapies, are scattered. Uh, boy, some people will tell me, oh, it's been wonderful, I've been on his therapy and I feel so much better. Other people say, you know what, I haven't noticed any difference at all, it really hasn't helped. So it really does depend on the factors that are causing the Parkinson's, whether it's going to actually work or not. Now there's also a therapy uh, that you mentioned called oxaloidin. Acetate oxo. I'm terrible on pronouncing these uh, medical words, which is why I never wanted to be a medical doctor. Combined with vitamin C. Now, that oxaloacetate facilitates the vibran- vibrancy of the mitochondria. Uh, that's the purpose of that. And um, uh, again, that's just a supplement uh, that is supposed to rev up the energy storehouse of the body, which is the mitochondria. Those are within each of the billions of cells. Uh, vitamin C is an ingredient that everybody ought to be uh, supplementing themselves with, uh, whether they have Parkinson's symptoms or not. Vitamin C is great. It's a natural antioxidant. It's something that helps move the bowels. Uh, it's really marvelous uh, as a, a basic uh, supplement. Now, you also say both I read uh, and doctor, and there's a name of a doctor here, Second Opinion uh, Newsletter, uh, and there's another uh, recommendation here, John Gray's information on YouTube, he talks about mucuna, which is a natural dopamine. We had uh, quite a bit of discussion about mucuna at an earlier uh, Q&A here several days ago. Uh, Mucuna is just another way to supplement dopamine in the body. It's uh, it's like cinnamon, except it's natural. The issue with macuna is getting a high-quality. There are many places that sell it, but uh, not very many that sell high-quality macuna. The other thing I'd like to just emphasize is, remember, macuna is natural, yes, but it's it's also a medication. It's not a prescription medication, but it's the same thing. So your body knows how to produce dopamine. Your body knows how to do everything. And so when you begin to pour in macuna what you're doing is you're facilitating the production of dopamine that the body knows how to do anyway. Uh, so the body will reduce its natural way of producing dopamine. In other words, that natural mechanism gets deactivated. And so uh, that's what happens to all of these uh, systems, these medications that supplement the body with, uh, with dopamine. So uh, some people have gotten wonderful results from MACUNA, and, and other people, they supplement their medications with MACUNA. They do both so that they don't have to take as much uh, of the medicines. Now, there's another statement that you make here, Sandy. Uh, there's another uh, doctor's name that you give here is Schellenberger, who says that you can arrest Parkinson's disease, and then he's got some uh, recommendations of how you do that. Well, when you say arrest, well, I have to say, given my research, I don't know of anything that works for everybody. I keep saying that, and that's clearly after 12 or 14 years of research, my finding. I don't know of any therapy that helps uh, everybody uh, reduce a symptom. Uh, And the other thing that I'm really curious about is it looks like this person is saying that it can arrest the Parkinson's disease, which means stop it. Uh, It doesn't look like he's saying that that can heal it. So I'm I'm just saying, well, maybe that can temporarily do something, but what's the cause? So I sound like a broken record now. I think instead of doing lots of treatments without even knowing what the cause is, I think it really is important to begin to look at what's causing the symptoms, and then you'll know, you'll be better informed about what treatment might be really useful. So he's got some suggestions of medicines that might do, Stein and melatonin, and of course that might help some people. There's no doubt about it. And Um, If that's your doctor, uh, you can work with him to see if, in fact, that might help you. So I'd like to suggest that what I read in this question is a furious search for solutions that are outside of you, some medicine, some supplement, something, and, and it looks like There's a lot of energy that is produced when somebody says, well, you can, this will work. Uh, You take this, and boy, I'm telling you right now, you're going to be better. Uh, In other words, the promise that this is going to succeed for you. So there's a lot of energy behind that. And people who uh, appear to have some credibility who are saying, well, you do this or that, and you're going to get better. All right, so... I wonder if an alternative for you might be to rather focus on calming and addressing your anxieties and fears. And that might, in fact, yield you much better longer-term results than trying to find some kind of a medicine or supplement that will do the trick. It looks to me like from the questions here that I see, that control really is a big issue. And the feeling is you need to get into control in order uh to be able to handle this situation. So one of the ideas I've got for you, Sandy, to just meditate on to see if this uh, is something that calls out to you is one, one alternative approach is to give up control. And to give up, looking for answers that are outside of you, somebody who says this is going to work or that's going to work, and instead look inside because that's where the answer will come. The answer will come from inside. The answer will never come from outside. Now, there's another question from Sandy that was submitted a little bit later. I want to read that. Do you know how to stop my intercoastals from contracting, worsening by 3 a.m. and awakening me, making it hard to go back to sleep, sometimes not relaxing all day long? Heat helps a little, so does magnesium oil, mugwort oil, roll the area with a magnet, And what really does work the best is taking some extra medications. But I now take the maximum dose of medications, and it's helping with symptoms for more and more of a shorter period of time. So the medications are less and less effective for for the long haul. Now, the clue, Sandy, in your question is 3 a.m., by 3 a.m. Now you're you're wondering, well, why is that such a clue? Well, when these kind of problems emerge between 1 and 3 a.m. in the morning, get this, it turns out that the likely cause is a liver issue, a liver issue. So it may be one of the best things you can do is to talk with your doctor about detoxing your liver. So the other interesting reality uh, about a problem like this is you're probably focused on your intercostals as the problem. What I'm suggesting is, no, no, that's not the source of the problem. The source of the problem is actually up in the trunk of your body where your liver is. And that's also true, by the way, uh, for those of you who go to get body work. And let's say you're going to a massage therapist and you've got this terrible pain in your right hip. A lot of us will think, well, the the source of the problem then is the right hip. But that's almost always not the case. The source of the problem isn't the right hip. It's somewhere else in the body. So you might have a particular pain somewhere in your body, but realize, well, chances are the real source isn't actually there. It may be far distant from that big toe that's driving you crazy. <laughs> now, the other Part of this question is, my other major sleep issue is waking every hour to pee, which is a challenge for many people. I usually stop drinking around 6 p.m., although I may not get to sleep until midnight. Well, my reaction, Sandra, remember I'm not a medical doctor here, but my reaction is, well, you've been doing this for quite a while. You're not drinking at 6 p.m., and yet you're still having the problem. That didn't solve the problem. I'm guessing that it may be one of the issues is you're dehydrated, that dehydration is an overall issue with you, and the worst thing that you can do is to reduce the amount of water you're drinking. Remember, though, that's pure speculation, but I would just say to you, well, if you're reducing the water that you're drinking and it's not reducing the amount that you have to pee, then something else is awry here. It may be the reason you're having to pee every hour is, you're basically trying to get rid of the toxins that are lodged primarily in your liver. Your body is saying, out, 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 and it's having a hard time doing that because you don't have enough water in your body. So although the pain is intercostals, I'm suggesting look somewhere else and talk with your doctor about the possibility of getting a liver detox I'm now to the final question that has been submitted which is one of the most interesting. The question comes from Deborah and it says, "What about parasites, worms and smaller creatures, mold, fungus, staff? What role do they play if any?" Well, it's huge if you ask me. Now I'm quite aware Uh, that if you go onto the Internet and you say, well, what's the cause of Parkinson's, what you're going to really see is the dominant argument, oh, it's a dopamine deficiency. My research has basically shown, no, 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 that's just a small part of really what's going on here. The fact is that there are many, many different causes. Now, how do we know that these infections are a factor? Well, first and most obviously, the symptoms of a Lyme infection determined through medical tests, are exactly, I say this again, exactly the same symptoms as you find with a diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. There's no difference. Probably anywhere from 30 to 35% of individuals who have a diagnosis of Parkinson's, they don't have Parkinson's disease. They have this infection, and it's called a Lyme infection. And I'd like to suggest just think logically, too. We know from many of the radio show interviews that I've done, and and Lexi is at the forefront of recommending LDN as a therapy to address Parkinson's symptoms, why is it that for some people, using low-dose naltraxin would provide such welcome relief? Well, this particular treatment tricks the immune system into becoming more vibrant, to becoming stronger. When it becomes stronger, it can address the problems of infections in the body. So as the infections are healed, the symptoms are resolved. Now, just think visually. Look in your imagination at what a neuron in a neural network looks like. It's juicy. It's long There's electricity that goes through it. If you're listening to the noise, it's pretty noisy. When people do deep brain stimulation uh, surgery, you ought to listen to the active noise that these neurons make when they actually fire. All right, if you've got an infection, just think logically. That infection is going to begin to crawl all over your body. I mean everywhere. Okay, it may start in your appendicitis. But it can grow into all of your organs, into your heart, into your lungs, into your throat, into your brain. And so just just visualize okay, that infection all of a sudden is getting into the neural pathway. Of course, it's going to do some obstruction. Of course, it may degrade the integrity of the myelin sheath. So for me, it's logical that these issues of mold and fungus, uh, these were all live creatures, these are living entities. Of course, these can be issues when it comes to these neurological challenges. Now, for some people, it's big; for other people, not so big. It's interesting to me, Deborah, in the question. The first, what you noted first, was parasites. Now, these, as it turns out, are quite fascinating in terms of what they do to us. Parasites are really, really, really small little creatures. Uh, we have lots of parasites on our scalp, on our heads. And the problem is that the more that we get, the more that they actually begin to crawl into our brain, and that can obviously muck up all sorts of functioning that needs to happen up in that part of our body. So parasites are hosts. They are draining our energy. They have a consciousness, which is very dark and nasty. And so if in the test that you've done, you determine that you really do have a lot of parasites I think it's really useful to ask yourself at an emotional level, is an invasion an issue for you in your life? Invasion, people in your face, people telling you how to live your life, people telling you what to do with yourself. Invasion in a physical sense, uh, people who are taking your property, uh, people who are basically mucking around in business that's your, your business, not theirs. It could be in an early childhood, invasion was an issue. Uh, it could be as an adult. If that's the case, then you have to address the emotional issues that are associated with that invasion if you want to get rid of the parasites. They are nasty to be able to get rid of. I'm here to tell you it can be a formidable problem. Now, there are treatments for parasites, and, of course, there are treatments for all of these others as well, but I'll just mention the first, the parasites, since that's what you mentioned in your question in the beginning. Uh, Naturopath doctors have some wonderful and very powerful herbal treatments uh, that are homeopathics that can address the issue of parasites. One of them is called G-I-microbe, X that's not available from a health food store you really have to get that from your naturopath doctor there's a number of different treatments that can be used for parasites another one is called core berberine b e r b e r i n e those are drops and uh for some treatments uh naturopath will recommend you do the gi treatment pills for a couple of weeks and then you'll switch over to the drops and then back to the gi so that you can uh, keep these parasites uh, off guard and uh, get them to leave your body. Now, uh, Deborah, there's also another wonderful interview that I aired on Parkinson's Recovery Radio with a person who's a bit of an expert on parasites and the harm that they can do to our physical health. Her name is Barbara Frank, and the name uh, title of that particular radio show is Natural Remedies. The show was aired November the 13th, 2013. So you go on to the main radio show page, and you can get to that radio page easily by simply going to the main website, which is parkinsonsrecovery.com, and on that main first page, what you'll see is there's a link to the radio show, little picture. Uh, my son-in-law's got these little funny glasses, so you just click on Stefan's picture, and that'll take you to the radio show page. Once you get onto the radio show page, remember there are 10 pages of 20 shows per page. So 2013 will probably be on the 5th or 6th page, so you've got to scroll down, go to the 5th or 6th page, and then, uh, find the show. They're all in chronological order. Go to November 13th, 2013, and listen to my interview with Barbara. Uh, She's got a fascinating story in that she learned her natural healing techniques from her mother and her grandmother. And she talks about the incredible threat that these parasites have on our health. And she also has some little products. Uh, She sent me several of those products uh, to try out. And I thought they were quite spectacular myself. Uh, I think she really is a wonderful resource. So if parasites uh, or some of these other little smaller creatures turn, turn out to be a concern for you, definitely listen to the interview that I did with Barbara. Again, November the 13th, 2013, on Parkinson's Recovery Radio. And again, the way to get to the link is to go to the main website and click on then from the first page, the little link that says Radio Show, that gets you to the Radio Show page. Now, for those of you who are Parkinson's Recovery members, we have a whole website there with everything categorized, so you can find the show a little bit easier if you are a Parkinson's Recovery member. And those of you who are members, please remember we have our support group meeting, which will be convening Monday. Today's Friday here in the USA, so on Monday at 12 noon Pacific time. Please connect in. Let us know what's up, what you're doing, what's working, what's not working, and so we can support each other uh, as you figure out solutions to the the challenges that you and your family members currently confront. And as a reminder, we do still have uh, about half seats. We're already half full. Uh, I only announced it a few days ago for Jumpstart to Recovery. So if you're interested, be sure to seize the opportunity to sign up. The uh, early bird special is still on. And the course, the live course, we have eight sessions. The live course actually commences. It begins the August the 1st, Tuesday, at 12 noon Pacific time, and we go for eight consecutive sessions. The whole emphasis, the purpose of that Jump Start to Recovery course is to help each of the participants uh, really, literally do exactly what the course says, to get a jump start, to figure out a course of action, a plan, that really is one that speaks to your needs and your issues Uh, I've thought when I started my research in Parkinson's I really did I have to confess we're talking 12 or 13 years ago I thought that I was in my research going to be able to find the two or three therapies that would work for everyone and then I would develop those therapies and then I would be you know putting this information out to people and say look if you want to get well, you do therapy A, therapy B, and then if needed, therapy C. And I, get, I can assure you it will work. I really thought that's what I was going to be able to do. But as it turns out, that's not where any of this led. As it turns out, uh, there are so many factors that cause the symptoms that everybody has to really find their own solution. I do know that the one factor that's common to all people who have succeeded in being able to heal is that they take control. They figure out, well, nobody's gonna figure this out but myself, and that's the whole purpose of Jumpstart to Recovery. We give you all sorts of tools and technologies that you can access for free that allow you to determine the cause of your symptoms, and then there's just a ton of therapies out there, wonderful, wonderful therapies that you can then activate and implement that will help you address those causes Many of the solutions don't cost anything. Many of the solutions are free. A lot of people think, well, I've got to go out and get a $25,000 stem therapy treatment, which really usually only lasts temporarily, uh, and that might provide a welcome boost. Don't get me wrong, but the fact is that some of the best therapies really are those that you can learn how to do for yourself. And so that's really the primary emphasis of Jumpstart to Recovery is to say, look, We don't know of any one single approach that's going to help everyone. It just doesn't exist. But we do know that when you take control, when you take responsibility, you can begin to explore, you can experiment, you can find out what's working for you. And then what I have to offer is I do know about all these therapies. Uh, I've done... When it comes to the trauma therapies, we've identified about 15 or 20. I've done them all myself uh, because I've needed to do that work personally. So I have a lot of personal experience and, of course, a lot of research experience because I've had the chance to interview people uh, who are the creators of these therapies. And so we know a lot about what it takes to actually uh, heal the problems that are created by traumas in your life. Now, another little advance announcement of something I'm really excited about There are about five proven techniques from research literature that will address the issues of anxiety. And anxiety is a precursor to the symptoms. And so I'm going to offer a little hour course for people who'd like to be able to know what those techniques are. They really do work. It's amazing how successful these are. So I've talked to many of you who really have this high level of anxiety. You just run on being anxious all the time. There are ways to address that that are simple, that you can do in the moment, and that work. I mean, I'm telling you, it just is quite amazing. And I love this work because, actually, Deborah just came back from a two-day workshop uh, in uh, uh, SeaTac right south of Seattle uh, talking to one of the experts on this, and so what I've been able to determine is, well, these these techniques are also soundly verified by research evidence. This is what we know actually works. So uh, it's new stuff. Uh, it's exciting, and I'm going to be sure to uh, get that out to you for those of you who need that kind of a support. So this is the fourth of question and answer sessions that I've convened this week. We've been very busy in being able to make sure that I responded to everybody possible that sent in a question. Um, I'm hopeful that I've gotten all of your questions answered that you submitted. If I missed one, please let me know, and we'll cover that in another another way and another time. Thank you so much for taking the time to connect in and listen to the question-and-answer session. Uh, And thank you all for submitting the questions that you submitted. I really treasured and enjoyed and valued the opportunity to do research with your questions, to think about them, and to offer some new perspectives that i hope will provide you with some new directions and new ways to actually heal from whatever you might be currently experiencing so this is robert rogers i'm the founder of parkinson's recovery in two thousand and four we operate out of olympia washington usa on the shores of the puget sound where all of the women are smart all the men are handsome and most importantly all of the children are truly loved know that by virtue of the fact that you are connected in here today to this question-and-answer session that you indeed, too, along with many others, are on the road to recovery. For those of you who are support group members, I look forward to connecting with you here in just a couple of days, noon on Monday Pacific time. Thank you so much for connecting in to the program today.